Thursday, November 3rd, 2016. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Pope Runyon, and tonight we present an essay on how the atheistic Marxists hijacked Christian idealism and used our 2,000 years of devotion to Christian principles of altruism and charity against us in order to enslave us. We also concede the influence of hermetic elitism in this process, and we'll trace the development of it through the Roman Church, the Illuminati, the Marxists, of the Bolshevik era to the modern New World Order. We will use the film The Matrix as a metaphor for our present political and economic state. So, if you want to get unplugged, tune in, stay with us, and take the red pill. This is not a comfortable essay uh, for me to write or a lecture for me to deliver because it is somewhat in the nature of a confession. The hermetic philosophy, which defines my spiritual and intellectual life, was partly responsible for the hideous perversity of atheistic Marxism, which can be defined as both a hermetic and a Christian heresy. At this point, I might mention that um, the late uh, Brady McMurtry, the late caliph of the Ordo Templi Orientis, his uh, master's thesis in sociology at Berkeley was titled... The Russian Communist Revolution has a magical operation. (laughs) Now, this statement certainly needs some explaining, and that partly explains it. Hermetic philosophy, Christianity, and Marxism all share one philosophical root. They are all Gnostic in theory and practice. Gnosticism had three levels bonding to the Trinity, Remember, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that is strictly Gnostic. The Father is the distant God way, way beyond the abyss. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, Father, the Son, is the messenger who comes to tell the imprisoned souls uh, the sparks of divinity that are entrapped on the prison planet and that they can get free by going back to the Father. And the Holy Ghost, of course, is, is those sparks of divinity uh, within us. And that, that's the Christian trinity, a strictly description of Gnosticism. There are very few Christians who realize that. Now, in the Gnosticism, the hylic or material level, they had three levels. The hylic or material level um, was for the congregation. That was, that was the rituals and the, and, and the services for the congregation. The psychic or the spiritual level was for the lower clergy, and that gave them some of the magical secrets. And the pneumatic level was for the elite high priesthood, 
who possessed the Gnosis, the true knowledge, which was man's direct with the divine through the unification or marriage of the mind and the soul. Now, the human soul was both male and female in the original Valentinian Gnostic Christianity. But, not wishing to offend the patriarchal demiurge of the Old Testament, that was conceived by the Gnostics to be Yahweh, the early Roman the early Roman Christians rejected the Valentinian Gnosis of the Savior and his consort and substituted faith in a Savior God with a holy mother rather than a holy wife, rendering the surviving version of Christianity, the Roman Church, just as patriarchal as Old Testament Judaism. Hermetic philosophy and Christianity both rested on the concept that God, the universe, and the mind of man were all connected. Now, once this connection was realized, anything was possible. This was the magic. This was hermetism. Jesus confirmed this in many of his teachings. I remember he told his disciples, you do greater miracles than I. This magical affinity between hermetism and Christianity accounts for the eventual Rosicrucian synthesis of hermetism, Kabbalah, and Valentinian Christianity. The essential difference between Christianity and hermetism is in the nature of its acceptance. Christianity accepts anyone who accepts Christianity. Hermetism or hermeticism only accepts those who seek it out. And understand it. Those who have the mind, Hermes held, that all men were gifted with the speech, but only those with the mind could receive the Gnosis. Now, this is certainly elitism, and it has been the origin of intellectual elitism in Western civilization. Also, the hermetic concept that the mind of man and the universal mind of God are connected has led by various paths, the Kabbalah among the Jews and the Illuminati among the Christians, uh, to the perverse conclusion that there is no God but man. You remember Crowley said that, which underlies... Atheistic Marxism. This this is this this is the spirituality behind atheism, by the way. Is this idea is this hermetic idea that is perverted actually, that there is no God but man. Now it should not be confused with our hermetic statement, Noske te ipsum tu es Deus, which means know yourself, you are God. Which means you are one with God not that you are the one and only God. But unfortunately, this ancient solipsistic mindset evolved into the modern atheistic religion we call Marxism. And Marxism definitely is a religion. Although Jesus 
the Nazarene was certainly Gnostic, and I would also say Hermetic. He precipitated the emphasis in Christianity from Gnosis to faith. My reserving his Gnostic teachings only for his apostles and preaching in moralistic parables to the congregation. And if you want to read, read his esoteric teachings, you, you, you go to the Nakamati Gospels. He also created a new morality that emphasized altruism, tolerance, and charity over honor and dignity and forgiveness, tolerance, and mercy over justice, loyalty, and responsibility. Now, these virtues and apologies appealed to some of the finest and also to some of the most deplorable aspects of human nature. <clears throat> Jesus' ministry was like a modern political election campaign. Christianity was, of course, the origin of the modern socialist welfare state. And Christian promotion of these altruistic teachings over the next 2,000 years accomplished an ongoing social brainwashing in Western culture to where such aspirations and values eventually became hardwired in our minds. Before Constantine made us Christians, our European law, morality, and ethics were defined by honor, loyalty, legacy, and obligation. Granted, there was a dark side to these virtues, and the poorest on society's scale suffered the most. Emperor Constantine made Christianity the state religion of the Roman Empire to help him control the huge Roman slave population. The Christian promise to the downtrodden masses of a reward for their sufferings in the afterlife if they accepted their bondage and sufferings without complaint was the perfect creed for a totalitarian state. And the established state church could, of course, handle whatever earthly charity Jesus' teachings mandated, such as hospitals, orphanages, and such. Now, this formed the model for medieval Europe's feudal, feudal kingdoms who were still linked together by the church in Rome, which became more and more corrupt as Europe emerged from the Dark Ages through the Crusades and on into the Renaissance. Along with its hopeful promise of a coming reward in the afterlife, state Christianity developed another persuasive agent for control, fear. Fear of hell and damnation in the afterlife and fear of punishment and torment in this life here on earth by the Inquisition. Hope and fear became the carrot and the stick that kept the church going, the church in business. And they, along with the promise of charity and the professed philosophy of altruism, tolerance, and compassion, were the qualities and aspects of Christianity. And along with the fanatical zeal of the Roman Jesuits, the dogs of God, they were hijacked first 
by the Bavarian Illuminati, next by the Marxist Bolsheviks, then Heinrich Himmler's SS, and most recently, the cultural Marxist academics, intellectuals, and social scientists of the German-American Frankfurt School, the gurus of the New World Order. Now, the Bavarian Illuminati of the 1770s developed a strong influence on Freemasonry in Central Europe by claiming to represent the true spirit of Christianity. The order was conceived and founded by Adam Weishaupt, a professor of Roman Catholic canon law at the University of Ingolstadt in Bavaria. Weishaupt had been educated by Jesuits, and although personally a Gnostic Christian and a spiritualist, he adopted many of their methods to his organization. The Illuminati established the clandestine operations model for the later Bolshevik communists in Russia and throughout the world. The Illuminati developed the cell system and other aspects of espionage and terrorism that we associate with modern black operations. The Illuminati believed in the overthrow of all monarchies and the elimination of private property. They were in many ways a template for the coming Marxist-Communist movement. And like the Marxists, they got their original model from Christianity. Contrary to popular opinion, Weishaupt was not an atheist. He really was a mystic Christian, and, in, and also contrary to conspiracy buffs, the Illuminati did not allow Jews. There are no bloodlines from the original Illuminati because they put no stock in heredity. Now, along with that line, we should also mention that Adam Weishaupt was influenced by Rousseau and Helvetius, from which he got the idea that all human beings are created equal. In other words, born with equal mental, intellectual, and even artistic potential. Now, this novel idea fits well with the Christian view that all people are children of God and equally deserving of salvation but it does not fit with the hermetic concept that all men have the speech, but not the mind. And under the influence of the Enlightenment philosophers, that's Rousseau and Helvetius, and the Illuminati, the idea of original human mental equality at birth has now become a political as well as a philosophical dogma in spite of overwhelming science and sociological evidence to the contrary. Now, I know it's in the Bill of Rights, all, all men are, all Americans are equal, and, and, and Jefferson got the idea from Weishaupt, by the way. The idea gave birth to the supposition that universal literacy and education would make all men and women equal in knowledge and wisdom, thus capable of governing themselves and or achieving any goal they set for themselves or demanding any position in government, industry, or the arts they imagine themselves qualified for. Now, unfortunately, educating a person beyond their intelligence it's like trying to sober up a drunk with coffee. It just doesn't work. 
Ortega y Gas, by the way, my old rabbi, <laughs> and it it doesn't work. Ortega y Gas and other Marxist intellectuals realize this, and in recent years, the ruling intellectual elite of the so-called New World Order have privately returned to the hermetic elitism of the mind. They publicly support the politically correct concept of the egalitarian view, still operative in such programs as affirmative action and multiculturalism, continually promoted by the cultural Marxists through academic and media channels. But, of course, privately, they have, they have a different opinion, <laughs> and then they have a public opinion. And now, a gruesome example of this, this situation that works on several levels we could do we could do a whole lecture just on just on this one example would be the efforts of Hollywood some Hollywood producers to teach screenwriting to convicts in prisons. To present a counter argument to this, certain aspects of the Christian altruistic proposition and its egalitarian offshoots do correspond with human nature. Compassion and empathy for the suffering of others is a natural human emotion. Competition in sports, business, and romance is natural to most humans, whereas violence, theft, and rape is unnatural. Most soldiers have to be trained to kill in warfare. Killing another human being is not natural to normal people, although killing and crime of any kind does come more naturally for a sociopath. However, According to this egalitarian and altruistic philosophy taken from Christianity, there is no such thing as a sociopath. And this is why most media crime stories develop elaborate Freudian or environmental motivations for the crimes and atrocities of their anti-heroes on the Victor Hugo Les Miserables formula. I, I hate that story. <laughs> Les Miserables, if, if you, you recall that, 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 that the fellow that steals a loaf of bread and, 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 and his detective uh, tracks him for, for years and years trying to catch him for stealing a loaf of bread and this old priest, you know, um, takes him in and the only thing the old priest has that he values is, is his chalice. And Jean Paul Jean steals his chalice. And at that point, when I when I when I reached that point, I threw the book across the room. I said, you know, the truth is, the sociopaths cheat, steal, rape, and murder because they have no empathy for other human beings, and they were born that way. Poverty did not make them that way; they are that way by nature, not lack of nurture. And we can thank the Nazis for breeding and raising hundreds of unloved children in an effort to create ruthless human beings. They were not successful. Unfortunately, radical Islamic terrorists have discovered other methods for turning children into human monsters. Prayer is one of the main methods. Sociology, sociopathology, or what is commonly called the criminal mind, is one of the major problems with political altruism and egalitarianism. The welfare state is an ideal habitat for the professional criminal. The administrators of the state are criminals themselves. 
less than half of Americans work for half of the year to support a huge population who do nothing productive at all. And the conditions supporting this situation, the poverty, homelessness, unemployment, drug addiction, and violent crime are all fostered and maintained by this new ruling class, the cultural Marxists of the New World Order. They have stolen the altruistic philosophy of Christianity, under which we have been conditioned for 2,000 years, and they perverted it to enslave us. The popular film, The Matrix, is a science fiction metaphor for our present situation. We are the living dead, enslaved zombies working for evil overlords who have stolen and misused our finest concepts of religion and philosophy to program us like robots. We are no different from the human astral simulacrums of the Matrix, living in a dream while being vampirized by an artificial intelligence we ourselves created. So what I'm offering you now is the red pill. Swallow it and see the truth. The compassion and altruism of Christianity are not evil, but they have been weaponized by the church, the Illuminati, the Marxists, and now the New World Order to brainwash and enslave us. Let me give you a test. If you believe in the proposition from each according to his ability to each according to his need, or if you believe that you must comply with those who do believe it, then you have been brainwashed and enslaved. Even in a perfect world, such self-sacrificing altruism might be valid, but only to the degree which you find comfortable and are personally willing to support. Please do not reject this analysis. I know there are those who enjoy sacrificing for others and consider it the very essence of Christian conduct to do so. However, even they must admit that if any other person or organization took advantage of their Christian charity, they would be committing a sin. For there is no greater evil than that which is done in the name of the public good. Actually, they'd be committing two sins because they would be simultaneously imposing on their charitable victims capacity for Christian forgiveness. For that, too, has been weaponized by the thieves in the night, the atheists who hijacked Christianity. Now, if I was Morpheus and you were Neo... I would hold out the pills in my hand, and I would re- I would first remind you, however, that uh, that uh, this is a hermetic proposition, and I would tell you that you are the one, and the one, and of course, the pot in the matrix, uh, Neo is is, uh, and it, it, and that in itself is is in a sense, he realizes that he is God. That's for that being the one. That's 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 this this hermetic concept, 
And this is also the same plot for another film called Dark City, if you recall that. That that if you realize that you you are God, and as Jesus said, you can accomplish you can accomplish greater miracles than I. And that's also hermetic. But in order to realize this, in order to see to see the matrix for what it is, you have to take a red pill. Now, I'm holding out that red pill to you, and I have just I have just uh, explained to you what the matrix is and how it came about, and how you you have been brainwashed into this dream world. Now, take the red pill and go to the polls on Monday. And next week, next week we will review Doctor Strange. And until then, good night and good magic.